over the top was sumptuous, and Sanchez's skills were sublime. Oh, Rodman! Rodman! The number two pick scores for the Spirit! And the This is Annie Elliott talking to you once again about the Washington Spirit. I have with me today Andre Carlisle. How are you, Andre? I'm doing good. I'm better with a few days of separation. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we are in large part going to be talking about the game on Friday night against Portland. Very late on Friday. I uh, couldn't do anything afterwards except immediately go to bed. Started at 1030 at night. (laughs) <laughs> see that see this is my, my i'm i'm a, a night owl so this was perfect for me like i stay up late no matter what so i was especially because it was we'll get into it but especially because like from a neutral observer that was such a high energy game and a fun game like i was just like kind of like really excited to talk about the game to hear to to you know scroll my timeline but yeah i i stay up late no matter what so it was it was perfect for me but i know other people were struggling yeah, I was I was one of them, but I agree it was a very fun game as people probably know. Ended four to two in favor of the Thorns, um, largely, and I, I mean I probably start with this largely on the back of Sophia Smith's hat trick. Um, we, you know, we said we can't we can't without Joe here. I got to do this. We can't compliment other players. <laughs> we might um, not have a choice. <laughs> but she is Sophia Smith, so it was. Spirit had no idea what to do with her. <laughs> the positive part of that is that they are not alone. Um, she does this, not exactly this, but she does versions of this pretty much every week. Um, and it is terrifying if you are facing it. <laughs> you are, and you want your team to stop her or to not want her to be able to impact your, your defense the way that she can. So, yeah, um, she's just outrageous. She's, she's so good. I, there's... It's hard to let, like, come up with anything different to say about it other than she's very good. But, I mean, kind of like with Mallory Swanson, when she, you know, before her inter- injury, one of the big things that she did to go on her, like, have her best form was figure out her shot placement, where to put shots, when to shoot, and where to shoot. Those are so important. You either shoot early or sometimes you wait for another window. You know, you make somebody move or commit or do something. So I think Kim McCauley wrote a very good piece for The Athletic about how Mallory Swanson learned um, and had adjusted how she shoots, and it was paying dividend before her injury. And I think Sophia Smith has had a, diff- has had a similar improvement. The scary thing about that is, is that she also is very good at all the other stuff. So, like, she has outrageous balance. You can't just use your physicality and knock her off the ball. She is very strong herself. She's also very quick. She can move the ball right or left and run by you. She can shoot with either foot, as we saw. (laughs) Right foot goals, left foot goals. She's very good at that. So there aren't too many things you can do with her. You give her space, she gets you off balance, goes one way or the other. You get tight to her, she turns you, or she uses her strength to just run right, right through you, and it's just not... It's not a good time. It's not a good time. I felt bad for the back line. Uh, it was it was not a good time. Yeah, they were they were having a rough night. Um, I mean, the first two goals, both in the first half, were pretty much the same goal. You know, she took on multiple Spirit defenders. Nobody could catch her. Um, just kind of slotted it past Kingsbury into the the far post. Um, 
Nice looking goals. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing that gets me, and I, and I know the spirit will be frustrated about this, especially when they watch this game back, which I know they really won't want to do. You know, it's a, they probably should do a collective thing where, you know, you just like get all copies of the game and you just like burn it. You just take it to the center <laughs> of the pitch and you just burn it and have some sort of ceremony and get completely forget it. Get it out of the, get it completely off this planet, um, send it Exorcism. into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what you have to do because, I mean, that many defenders chasing just doesn't ever look good. Yeah. But it's also like that's what Sophia Smith does to you. I mean, she was just cutting across the line, making defender commit, and then that diagonal run. And like I said, she's still extremely quick. So it's still hard, even though you may think you have an angle, she just shifts the ball one little, you know, just a little bit, six inches one way or the other way, and she maintains full control, and you're off balance, and now you're in a really bad situation. So, like, how does this happen? It's tough. There aren't too many players that can make any defense look like that, let alone the spirit defense, which has been very good all season, but she is one of one. Yeah, and I, I think they were weaker this game, even on, on defense, I mean, even putting Sophia Smith aside, and I think maybe that was a little bit because of her still, because they were, you know, constantly on guard for her getting the ball again, kind of shook about, <laughs> about what she could do. Um, so I, I think they had a little bit weaker of a performance overall. But, um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment because that's, one, I think in our preview we looked at it and the, the Thorns had scored 29 goals, you know, before that game, 33 now. Um, but that's a lot of goals. And they kind of do this to teams. Now, the thing is, they they do. They're pretty open, so you can catch them on a break. But they just are like, well, we have Sophia Smith and Crystal Dunn, and we can outscore you. And sometimes they're right. <laughs> they were very much right against the spirit. But I think from a spirit perspective, Mark Parsons has said over the past couple weeks, they've been, they've been a little bit too open as a team. They've been a little bit frustrated at not being able to stop uh, transition moments, which is mm-hmm. something that the shape is supposed to help. Um, and they've had to change things. We know against Kansas City, he changed the formation a little bit. Uh, during this game, there were several tweaks. <laughs> but it, it was it's just like Portland's probably the worst team to play if you're already having problems like positionally stopping counters. Just, and I, you know, <laughs> not the top tier analysis, but just a really incredible, talented team. Like every player is so dangerous. I mean, Hina Sugido was crazy good they could not get the ball away from her ever um crystal dunn of course like this team just has so many players that are so good so this is the i if the game had gone better i wanted to kind of like joke with parsons a little bit about this because he very much was facing like a a monster of his own creation um i know like the entire team wasn't due to him but he made all the moves to draft Sophia Smith. You know, he brought in Hina Sagita. He's talked about that openly before. It took years to get that transfer to go through. Like he, a lot of that talent is still there because of him. And you saw, you know, some of the pregame stuff with him being kind of like teased or like hugged or whatever, you know, by other team, the, the Portland Thorns. You could tell there's still a lot of, you know, appreciation for him, his coaching and what he uh, accomplished with them there. But that had to suck a little bit because that's like you're very familiar with this juggernaut that you assembled and now you're on the other side and you have to beat them. And uh, you did a damn good job, maybe a bit too good of a job because that team is terrifying. 
Well, hopefully he can do as good a job with the spirit and they will be the juggernaut soon. <laughs> and that is the hope. That is that is what I was holding. When I was watching the Thorns, I was like, okay, give us a couple seasons and let's see where the talent level is at. Let's let's see how the recruitment works because he, he definitely did it there. And with Michelle Kang, he's got plenty of resources to replicate that and really even doing even better, I think, um, in terms of being able to recruit uh, especially the global stage. The NWSL is like getting thrown into a lot of transfer rumors right now um, from Europe, which is really exciting. You don't really see that. There was that time right after COVID um, hit that you saw a lot of American players going to the European League and people were like, ooh, you know, are they, is there like a talent exodus out of the NWSL? And it's like, give it some time. And players just wanted to play. They wanted to kind of get out of the country. Things were not great. <laughs> and uh, eventually they came back. But also now you're looking at a bit more of an even playing field. And I even think with players like Dabinia eschewing Arsenal to stay in the league um, is kind of important. I think I recently saw um, Chloe Lacoste. She has apparently Arsenal are very close to signing her. But apparently the Chicago Red Stars are another team that's interesting. And I'm like, of all the teams, the Red Stars? So, like, yeah, I don't know if people are plucking these names out, but I also know there's smoke-fire situation. Yeah, and we've seen a few about the Spirit. Nothing to really report on yet, but we, we love a good, splashy transfer. So, hope hoping there's one coming. <laughs> I'd love it. But let's talk about... So, a lot of the reason this game was fun, even though the Spirit lost, was at least the first four goals were so back and forth. Like the Spirit scored right two minutes or so after Sophia Smith's first goal. Um, I thought a very nice left-footed cross from uh, Dorian Bailey um, kind of bounced in front of goal, kept in play by Sanchez with a little side-of-the-foot pass back into Hatch, who just had to scoot it right into goal, um, which was it was good to see. Some nice coordination. <laughs> So that's the second time in a row that Dorian Bailey has used that pass. It was the pass to Tara that um, Mm -hmm. was the winner uh, against Kansas City using her left foot like that, which is interesting that she's on the right side and she's using her left foot to put that cross in. Normally you see crossing on the right from the right side with your right foot. But I think why she's doing this is really cool. I mean, it, it, it is a very different angle. Um, the ball bounces like if you if you hit it with your right foot it kind of curls towards and then away and most times it either bounces out if it misses everybody or whatever this is kind of like curling in and she's able to place it to where it just drops in that's in kind of a weird spot for the defense goalkeeper can't really come to it because it's not really ever close to the goalkeeper until it drops and the goalkeeper can't really run all the way out there until you leave the goal wide open just in case somebody is there to as Sanchez did, tap it back in or head it or whatever. So yeah, I think it's a great little move. I, I want to see her keep doing that. But this one for me is all about Ashley Sanchez. Just oh, yeah. an outrageous, outrageous touch. Somebody saw somebody on my timeline say like, there's like no better duo than like Ashley Sanchez and a ball that's about to go out of play. <laughs> she had that scorpion kick assist thing in her rookie season. And now she does this. And I also had somebody tell me that it was a, uh, it was a it was a lucky move. Like the defense was asleep and it was a lucky thing. And I was like, you don't watch enough Ashley Sanchez. She absolutely meant to do this. She knew where the space was. She knew Hatch was nearby. And she knew all she needed to do was touch the ball and get it to roll in that direction. And there was a good chance of something happening. And that's the fun part about Ashley Sanchez. She's always 
I think her her skill, apart from like the one v one stuff and her being able to beat people and being creative, is that creativity comes from being like a step ahead. So instead of thinking like, can I get there? I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there, and like then try to just get there and get the touch on the ball. She's already like, when I get there, I'm doing this, and that's the next step of it that I think is so cool and that makes her such a difficult player to mark because you don't really get a chance to say. I'm going to read the next step because she's already got it planned in her brain. Well, I feel like let's go ahead and talk about the other goal, spirit goal, which was just seconds after the second half started another Ashley Sanchez moment. Um, It was a, I think it was a throw in by uh, Sam Staub, of course, Uh, kind of bobbled around, got to Sanchez um, at the top of the box, which I think is another specialty of hers. That's something, you know, we see her do a lot, take shots from the top of the box, um, and I think is becoming more accurate on these and, and really has improved her placement. Um, this one just kind of nice curve over everyone's head and into the kind of top corner of the goal. Yeah, I I really liked this goal because the like Portland was trying to clear that ball and she gets in the way and controls it, which is not it's it's hard to do. I mean, when you're trying to clear a ball, you're just putting your foot through it and trying to get it out of there and to like not be, I mean, that, that ball came at her with some pace and she was able to control it without it, any, any hints of handball or anything like that. Like that stuff can happen very easily. And then, like I said, she's, she's always a step ahead in her brain. So the ball's in front of her immediately shifts it to from left to right and then hits the shot. And you just don't give a defense time to react when you, when you shoot that quickly. And it was a very well-placed shot. I, I think Yes, the goal and assist were great from her. It was a very good game for her in terms of like the counting stats. But I think she had a great, this was probably one of the best games I've seen her play as a number 10 in a while. Um, She was very calm. She was very composed, even just moving the ball, you know, to places to help carry it through. Um, Picking out players. There are some times where, you know, we try to, maybe the spirit tried to transition a bit too quickly and you don't really have a numbers advantage or you're trying to like thread a very, it would be great if it came off like a Hollywood type pass, whatever, you know, splitting a line or, you know, hitting a pinpoint, like a hitting a dime from, you know, 30 yards away or whatever, which a lot of the players can do. But in terms of doing it consistently, you know, it's a low probability thing. She was pretty composed in this game. She would wait if it wasn't there. She knew she could keep control of the ball, dribble it around you know, wait for the pass, wait for the space to open up, wait for a player to come by. She was very, very, very good, very composed and under control in this game. And I think if she continues to do that, um, not only will it be great at the World Cup, but hopefully when she comes back, uh, we've got a player who just kind of like hit that neck, hits that next level. And these become like the baseline of her performances. That would be great to see. I agree. I mean, they've talked about the importance of that number 10 role to the team and, and making plays getting the ball to the forwards. Um, so I agree. I'd like to see more of that. <laughs> um, after Sanchez scored, like I said, it was right at the beginning of the half. And then uh, Sophia scored again. This one was a little different. Um, she got kind of in close and again, got it past everyone. Um, and then in the 64th minute, uh, Weaver scored from Portland. Um, you know, nice shot from far out. Not that far out. I don't know what I'm talking about. Weaver scored. Listen. <laughs> there were a lot of goals. <laughs> so. A lot of goals happened. I, let's, okay, let's put them in the past. Um, <laughs> I think 
Well, this is my general thoughts on the game. I think it's it was a lot of fun in part because even though Spirit lost four to two, they got outplayed in many ways. It was pretty even in terms of just like who, other than you know when Sophia Smith had the ball, I didn't feel like Portland was running all over them the whole time. I mean, I looked at the stats. Spirit had more possession. Their passing accuracy was better, and those <laughs> it going their way on those two are very unusual this season. Um, they also had like more tackles, more interceptions, so. It wasn't an all-out bad performance for the spirit, um, and I think it was yeah, a lot of fun to watch. So I didn't, I wasn't like sad at the end of the game. I would have liked to win, but I was, I was a little disappointed. But I had a good time. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, I think if you're just, just to like, it was a great showcase for the league. Uh, this, this could have been a game that I know it kicked off late and it was a Friday night, but and you can never really predict when these things are going to happen. Although I do think we talked about it and kind of like. The, what, what's the old the, the old saying for boxing saying styles make fights this was kind of that you know the spirit like to do things defensively and build a base and then build from there and the thorns don't have any time for that they just go all out <laughs> and attack so this was going always going to be probably a pretty entertaining game um, especially when you have Sophia Smith involved uh, and, and in the form that she was so I'm actually with you um, I think the stats are you know are what they are I think it was it was important to see, you know, some of the things that the Spirit were able to do. You know, I mentioned Ashley Sanchez, how she has such a great game. It's unfortunate. It looks like it was bad in 4-2, but honestly, the difference was Sophia Smith. That really was it. Like, And for me, if you look at the Spirit, where they are in this journey, it's still early. They were not necessarily, not. I won't say not necessarily, I'll say it flatly, they were not supposed to be on top of the table <laughs> This like at the halfway point of the season. Uh, even a, a week after that. They were not supposed to be at the top of the table. They've done a very good job. This was only their second loss of the season. They've done a very, very good job. But the difference between the spirit right now and that Portland Thorns team is Sophia Smith. If that's the difference, that's not terrible. Because like I said, she does this too a lot. I even think the uh, Weaver's goal had a lot to do with Sophia Smith because Tara vacates that space because she wants to challenge she she heads the ball away from Sophia Smith the way that the spirit have been handling a lot of other very good attackers like you know she has had success against Alec Morgan Lynn Williams even Dabinia as we saw is get the ball away from them before they get it so that's what she was trying to do she went and headed the ball away but unfortunately went to Sam Coffey who was able to pick out a pass right to Weaver and that, like, that's Sophia Smith again. She didn't score, but she caused it because the space was vacated because she is so... She had already scored a lot, and she was dangerous a, a lot throughout the entire course of the game. So, like, if that's where you are right now, yes, the loss hurts. Yes, it sucks. Yes, you have to hear about how great Sophia Smith was and her dropping a hat trick on you before you lose the international players and all of that stuff. But, like, pulling back even a little bit further, you look at the team and you say... That was a pretty damn good performance trying to cope with um, a, a, a team that is very good and a player that is one of the best in the world. I'm a little biased because I've liked her like her game for a long time since like Stanford days and all of that. So I'm a little biased. I think she is on the le level of one of the best of the world um, at the moment. And yeah, I'm I was I'm positive. Like I feel positive about the spirit after this game. I don't feel doom and gloom about it because... There's only like one player in the league that's going to do this to you. And we saw even Dabinia couldn't do this. So, I agree. If you're going to lose to 
the reigning champions with the craziest goal differential I've seen. Well, maybe not ever, but you know, it's it. There's not a lot of shame in that. <laughs> it happens, and the spirit. You know, they had some other good chances. Um, there was a shot by Ashley Hatch that was blocked. Another just close-up one that w- that looked really good, but it was saved. And then Sam Staub had one that just just barely went over the top. Looked really good. Um, and and I think finishing and consistent shots have been a problem that they've been working on. Um, I don't know if it's like a steady slope of improvement, but it, it's not something that I think is dire. I think they've they've continued to work on it and will continue to work on it. So I think they could uh, they could win round two when Portland comes to to Audi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think you bring up a good point. It is finishing is important. I mean, Sophia Smith again; she scores a hat trick, and I think I can't remember. So, oh, I don't have it in front of me, but Ariel Jor, who does the the analytics for American Soccer Analysis, I think is the site, um, had the XG race and all of that business. Spirit actually won the XG race. I think mm-hmm. Portland only had like a 1.06 or 1.08. I can't remember. I want to say it was Portland had like 1.08 and Spirit had 1.9. Yeah. So like in terms of that, like the difference there, like how do you get four goals out of 1.06? Well, Sophia Smith again. Uh, but... <laughs> Also, the spirit finishing—that is very true. I was a—if I—if I do like—I don't want to come across and say like, "Oh, I'm so happy." The spirit only lost to Portland four to two. That's not really where <laughs> I'm coming from. Um, looking at the full performance, I can see positives. I can also see negatives. I think the finishing is a negative. They do have to get better and more clinical when they get chances. I mean, whatever Fop Mob decides as like to decide is a big chance, quote unquote. They had four of them. Spirit missed three of them. Thorns had two of them. They missed none of them. So, so both their big chances became goals. These are things that are kind of important. You put those big chances away and you're looking at 4-3, 4-4. Maybe you get a fluke goal in there, 5-4, you know, or, or, or something. You know, goals do change the complexion of the game. So there's a possibility something else changes. The game goes a different way. But um, I think for me, my other negative is I think it took too long to get Trinity Rodman in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the first half, it was tough. I think she had a decent second half, but in the first half, it was pretty tough. And I was really wanting to kind of see like her and Sophia Smith kind of go at it. Um, just kind of like if, okay, Sophia, if that's what you're going to do, here's what I'm going to do on the other end. Like I wanted to kind of see some of that. Now she had that nice little move on Kelly Hubley. Um, that was why when she was out wide, um, and it was just cut out. She had some other decent looks and, and things that she did, but, I wanted to see a little bit more from her consistently in this game because they really needed it. Um, so, you know, if you if you have your other generational talent going off, you kind of need yours to do the same thing. And Sanchez stepped up and did and did her thing, but I think it would have been good to see Rodman kind of get more involved a little earlier. I don't think it's a, been a bad year for her, but I think she's still kind of adjusting to the system. I think you know, it's a little bit of a change in position in how she played previous seasons. Um, and it feels that way a lot of games. Like, she's doing a lot of defensive work, doing a lot of passing, but we're not – she's not – I, I want to say not really getting the opportunity to score as much as she has in, in sometimes in years past. Um, I think we had one goal in the last five games, which is good, but, you know, I'd like to see her in the position to really take some great shots that we know she can do. Um, and I think she's not quite getting the, 
the support from the structure that she needs right now for that. Yeah, it is an interesting case. I do think that she has a lot of work to do because they do rely on her a lot defensively as well. So that's always a little bit difficult. And then centrally, she is trying to figure out the space to find. You know, she's she's very good out wide and that's more natural to her in her game, especially now. But there are times where, you know, she probably should have missed a couple chances to make central runs or do like a diagonal run or link up with, you know, Hatcher Sanchez a couple a couple times, you know. So, yeah, I do think it is just kind of like learning the spaces, but it is tough as well. And I do think like this is where I get a little bit, I just wonder about the balance with her and Ashley Hatch because mm-hmm. Hatch is, you know, we've said it before, I, I think Hatch is, very good. She scores a lot of goals. You know, she scored in this game, which is good, but she is pretty reliant. The bulk of her goal scoring comes from other players giving her service, which is different than a number nine who can create their own shot, which is kind of what Sophia Smith is. And, you know, in those central areas, what Trinity Robin can be. So what do you do? Because Hatch can't really, if she's going to be effective, she can do some of the, like she got wide. She actually was wide a bit and you know, made some decent moves to hold the ball up, but she's not really going to, like, get beat somebody to the byline and deliver a cross. It's not really it. She can hold possession. She can play the ball around. She can find space and then deliver a cross when, you know, the ball kind of gets worked back to her. But in terms of, like, that transition moments where you just go, that's not really her game. So it becomes a little bit different because when they swap and Rodman is kind of playing centrally, then how do the other players support her in terms of finding her and making making whatever run she's making? And then when Hatch is there, it's a completely different way to service a forward as well. So you kind of have to like <laughs> look up, see who's central, and then make your decision on, okay, what style are we going to play right now? How are we going to attack? And it's not the most seamless thing, though it could get there. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of that. I think we're definitely seeing Rodman isolated a little bit when she when she gets the ball up top um and of course can't discount uh (laughs) the number of times she ends up tumbling like a tumbleweed across the field because she got fouled (laughs) and uh nobody calls it (laughs) what do we need to do to like we uh, a petition to the league like i need to like we need official letterhead or something because i just feel like every single in a nwsl ref it seems like every single so i'll caveat that maybe i'm just a little bit too in it right to maybe like I'm thinking it's it's every single ref and it's not, but it is a lot of them who just kind of stare at her when she's dribbling the ball. She's running fast, and the only way that somebody can stop her, just like any other player who's running very fast at a high rate of speed and beating somebody with the ball, is to trip them up. You know, lean on them, trip them. You know, stick a leg out, do whatever, and that happens. And referees just kind of look and stare and everybody else is waiting for a whistle and they just stare no whistle no nothing i'm just like i protect the players a little bit you can't really allow that type of defense because it's not a legal defense within the rules of the game it's not it's not supposed to be but if you don't call it then suddenly it is and that changes dynamics so yeah i don't like it that needs to stop yeah i mean she drew that one red a few weeks back i don't remember who what team that was the dog so it was at audi field it was a few weeks ago. It happened. It was um, uh, it was against Louisville. It was Pikiyamsa, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, but so, but it does feel like there are a lot of times that it, it, there is no call. Anyway. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on this game? 
against Portland? No, I just, you know, I, I want people to feel more, I, I want them to feel better about the game than they may have felt throughout the weekend. Um, but I don't want to be delusional about it either. Um, there were ways that the spirit could have gotten back in, you saw. And in terms of the goals, they kind of traded them. So they got really close. I think they equalized twice. And then, you know, they get the third to make it, what, 3-2? And then they get a fourth to make it 4-2, and that just kind of sucks. So that kind of ruins your ability to keep it close enough. So, like, yeah, it's frustrating. But bigger picture, this is a good place to be um, when... You play well, perform well, and really the only difference is a player that caliber playing that well. Not just that caliber, but playing that well. Because we played Dabinia, like I said, we played very good players. Lynn Williams has scored against a lot of player, a lot of teams as well. And we've had success against those players. So it takes a very good player in that kind of very good form to take advantage of you. Again, surrounded by another very talented, you know, surrounding players as well. So... You know, if it, if it takes that to kind of get to you, okay. You know, you just kind of eat that a little bit and hope that's the last time you have to do that. I think that's fair. Like I said, I, I had fun. There were definitely some things that need to be improved upon, but they're still uh, still in fourth place. Um, and like you said earlier, we're the underdogs. We swear we weren't supposed to be this good. Real old school North Carolina courage talk over here. <laughs> yes, we are the underdogs. Yes, do it. <laughs> Um, so I think we mentioned earlier, this is the last game before, uh, the players are released to their national team camps, uh, before the world cup. And, uh, in case anyone missed the news, the spirit have four players going, um, Andy Sullivan, Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rodman, and Aubrey Kingsbury are all going. So congratulations to them for making the world cup roster. Got to say congrats to Kingsbury in person. If y'all didn't listen to that one, you should. Yes, please do go back and listen to our interview. I thought it was very good. Uh, you know, if I could pat ourselves on the back. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy to kind of go back and forth, but Aubrey was a very good sport, and she really enjoys talking about baking, so it made it easy. Did we jinx her? Did we confuse her don't before this game? We don't won't talk about it. We won't talk about it. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have people thinking that. You're right. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I, I, great to see all them going. I, it was especially Kingsbury who has not been called up lately and had kind of fallen. It seemed to have fallen off the radar. That's, that's really cool for all of them to get this experience and hopefully perform really well. Yeah, I'm happy for them. Um, I'm also, I guess we're waiting to see. I don't know if, um, Ireland has released their, um, squad yet. I thought they had. If they had, I saw, um, I know Riley Tanner is going with Panama, which we expected, and that's great as well. So she's another one who will be going. Um, Marissa Shiva for Ireland, we'll see. I, I'm not sure if she made the squad yet. I didn't, I don't remember seeing a tweet, so it may not be announced. I'm not sure. But as far as the four U.S. Women's National Team players, I think it's great for them. Um, love that Aubrey was at surprise inclusion, definitely deserved, deserved to be more than a surprise inclusion. She's been playing very well, should have been continued to be part of the three. Um, she's been the most steady goalkeeper. I think even last season, though it wasn't a great season, uh, Casey Murphy did not have a good season either. So, um, you know, uh, this season, Alyssa Nair is not having a great season. So, you know, I do think that you, you don't want to just, you know, continue to rotate your goalkeepers. This is important for organization 
things, but I think Kingsbury's been the most consistent goalkeeper over a number of years. So I'm very, very happy to see her recognized uh, and earn a call-up. And I got to say, I am a little sad for Ashley Hatch. I am, for sure. It's it's so hard. I mean, she's been in every camp. I, I do think there was a sense that she was kind of on the bubble despite that, but it is, it's got to be very difficult to go through all of that and then just get not make the cut. And I think if it was a 26-player roster like the men got, she would be on the plane. Yeah, definitely. I think that was probably one of the hardest uh, decisions they had to make. And I think it's also born of a lot of the injuries that happened. You know, you don't have Macario. um, Swanson is gone as well. So now you're kind of struggling. And you kind of look at Sophia Smith can play a number nine. And so would you rather have more variation out wide or another target forward? And they kind of went with a with a difficult decision to to not have another target forward uh, join them. So I do feel bad for her because, like you said, I mean, she's been in every single camp. And for the one her, for her to miss, it's the World Cup one is kind of brutal. So I, yeah. don't, I don't love that, but I can also kind of understand it. But I also I'll understand. I'll say this. I'll understand it less. If something doesn't, if the team isn't changed in a noticeable way. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if we can get into all that. <laughs> I'm not going to say it because then I will be talking for a half hour more. But I, I yes, I, if the team doesn't look different than it has in 2019 in attack, I will have questions about why Hatch didn't make the team. I, I hear, I believe we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> I, I think your, your point about injuries is good, though, because I think it was not even just the forward pool, but like injuries in the midfield that made him maybe want to bring in um, Savannah DeMello to kind of be an extra, one, she's very good, she deserved her spot, but be an extra pair of legs for the midfield in case they needed it. So I, I think that there are a lot of factors that, that hurt her, and it's still, it sucks. <laughs> Um, I, I did fact check myself. You're right that Ireland has not announced their roster. She's on the um, the camp roster for the World Cup, but they haven't announced their final roster. Gotcha. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. She could be another departure and just might. She's performed quite well with them, so um, we'll see. Yeah, she played, I think, I know she started both games against the U.S. Um, did you say Riley Tanner already? Yep. Okay, yep, just Riley checking. Tanner. That's when I was fact checking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's gone with Panama, and I and I think that's it. Cause Gabby Carl, unfortunately, is not going with Canada, and she I think she wrote a piece about it as well. Saying she did. Disappointed, but understood. So, you know. Yeah, another tough one because I think she's in a similar space where she's been called up a lot, um, was getting less playtime recently, and was not called into the World Cup. So I, I think they hoping they can commiserate with each other and, and be supportive of each other. Hopefully that'll help both of them. Oh, we're sad now. <laughs> um, so I guess, I mean, kind of winding this into the next game, but are we worried about how things will go with the rest of the season with so many call-ups, especially so many call-ups in the starting 11? I wouldn't say I'm worried, but I am curious. I'll put it that way. I'm, I like I'm, that. I've wanted to see a lot of the young talent the Spirit drafted. I want to see them have opportunities to shine a little bit during this period. And so I'm kind of intrigued to see what they can do. Um, The attack is thin. So, and basically 
the vast majority of our attack, plus a key piece in midfield, and of course our best goalkeeper is gone. That's a lot right down the center of the squad. <laughs> you know, whenever pieces of your spine go, that's not great. <laughs> so this is going to be interesting to see who steps up. I think they have a number of capable players to play the six. We know Mateer has played it before. If Shiva doesn't get called up, she's played it before. I think even Jarena has played it mm-hmm. before a little bit. So, you know, trying to make sure that that's a possibility will be interesting. But I'm really more excited to kind of see... And this is where I think Ashley Hatch being here can really help the spirit. And I, obviously, she has to process, you know, the way she feels about not making the World Cup roster. And if she's not, like, in a good space with it, then, of course, you just have to kind of deal with that. And I think Parsons um, spoke openly to that. Like, they're going to try and help her, you know, kind of get through this period because it is tough. And I think that's the human side of the game that is important as well. So, um, but this can be an opportunity for her to really be like, that kind of leader that the team needs through this period. And so I think with her here, I am a little bit even more excited to see kind of what Nicole Douglas can do in that number 10 position. I'm excited to see what Lena Solano and Savannah Coleman can do next to Ashley Hatch, uh, whichever one of them gives the call at whatever particular time. So um, I'm kind of excited to see how they cope. I think there can, I think there, I think we'll see some, I think we'll see good performances, um, from some of these players that we may not have had a lot of opportunities to see for like full matches or at least starting matches outside of challenge cups. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of feeling the same way. I think like there may be some losses, maybe some ties, you know, it's tough when the, when the attack leaves, but I always love the challenge cup games, the way Mark Parsons is using them to give these player minute players minutes. Um, I, I was also thinking of Nicole Douglas, and I'm really excited to see her potentially get the start in um, Ashley Sanchez's position at the 10. I think she's looked really good every time she's come on. Um, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping it's a little bit of the energy of that 4-2, um, to two, I believe, Orlando Pride Challenge Cup game, which not just the scoring, but it was a lot of just like trying stuff. And it was it was a fun game. I hope we see more of that. Yeah, and I kind of think we might, and to, to be honest, I might have a hot take here, if you're ready. Um, we might see a little bit more fluidity, I think. Because um, I think one of the one of the things that the spirit attack as currently constructed has, and we touched on this a little bit, how Hatch gets chances versus how Rodman gets chances versus how even Ashley Sanchez gets chances, is two of those players are pretty ball dominant. Um, so, you know, they want... They, they take their time on the ball. This is not a bad thing because what they can produce. So I don't want to come across and sound like this is like I'm net. This is a negative thing because normally players, if they're going to stick on, if they're going to dominate, not dominate, but if they're going to have the ball as much that much, then like the production has to be there to warrant it. And they both have that production. Uh, do I want to see a little bit more in certain instances? Yeah. But uh, this is where I think it's interesting to, it will be interesting to see how they move the ball around now because they'll be able to like kind of just keep basically whoever the open player is just keep kind of making that pass, finding that pass until you either find the right cross or the right through ball or whatever. So I'm kind of interested to see, especially as Mark Parsons has told us numerous times ever since drafting her, that Nicole Douglas has a fabulous through ball, fabulous final ball is what he kept saying. Like she's so talented and he can't wait to show us. And I think now's the time to show us. So I'm excited to see it. Sorry for all the pressure, Nicole, but, uh, you know, 
It's your coach's fault. <laughs> I think we've already seen some good uh, good interceptions from her, some good passes in the final third. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I think the six is a little tough. I think it's hard to replace Andy Sullivan. Um, but, I mean, we, like you said, we've got players who've tried it out. Um, for Saturday's game, do you think we will see Kuhlman or Solano? And Saturday's game, I didn't say this yet, is Orlando Pride at home for the Spirit, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, the only team, the only other team to beat the Spirit so far this season. Um, but so who do you think we'll see start up top uh, in the forward position? <sighs> this is tough, I think. Do you? you yes, think? and I'll, I'll tell you, you why. Who do you think? Because okay, we've first. seen, I think you and I have talked before, and I don't know if we've talked in the podcast, about um, he's been kind of doing sort of like-for-like swaps with... Um, you know, Hatch and Solano and then Rodman and Kuhlman and their games are similar. But I think there have been a couple of games recently where Hatch and Solano have played together or he's put he's put them on for he's kind of swapped that a little bit in recent games. It's not always the same like for like guaranteed swap that we saw early on. So I think it's possible Solano could start. I feel like she's been getting a little more time recently, but I, I kind of almost feel 50 50 on this one. That's interesting, because I don't. Okay. <laughs> I think it'll be Solano. Um, and I only say that because it seems like she's less of the target forward. I know when I, when we've spoken to her, she says that like both her and, and Savannah are being kind of like training in both of the forward positions. But I think with Ashley Hatch there, it makes it simple. I mean, obviously, if Hatch was gone, they'd both be playing anyway. <laughs> so I guess it would be the simplest thing. Uh, but I think with her there, she's the target forward. And Solano is the one who's going to be going out wide, you know, a little bit more kind of like the Rodman role, sort of. So I kind of look at Solano being that because Coleman is decent in those areas. But I think I think Solano's a little bit better uh, in some of those spaces. And I see Coleman is more of a target forward. So I think she'll probably be the one to come on and sub for Ashley Hatch uh, to keep that target presence. So that's what I'm assuming. Who knows? I could very well be wrong. Well, I hope she and Hatch wear different hair wraps, different colors, because it is hard to tell them apart on the field. <laughs> They're doing their hair the same way. It's the same color. <laughs> Um, I expect, this is really the only other one, only other position to talk about, I think, that in goal we will see Barnhart most of the time. I kind of hope that we get a look at Liza Bosselman maybe in one of the Challenge Cup games, because I know the final three group games are during this window. Um, and I, you know, would just really like to see her, but I think Barnhart will be primarily the keeper. Yeah, it was kind of surprising to me that that was such a, like, such a lock, you know, when Kingsbury went down, she was the only one to really get up. And that's happened before when Kingsbury has been down, it's always Barnhart who gets up. So I thought at some point, maybe you want to go with the, with, with uh Bosselman and see what she, what she has. I'm like you, I kind of do hope that we see her cause I'm intrigued. Um, I think we've seen some, some good highlights of her, you know, from college career, but obviously want to see what she looks like in, you know, as a pro. So, you know, do hoping there's time to do that. But, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Barnhart is going to be number one in Kingsbury's absence. So I guess anything we want to say about the pride that people should know, I think they're probably having a little bit fewer losses. Um, we'll start, I mean, I know, I don't, I don't know if I've seen Brazil's roster yet, but I'm certain Marta is on it. I think Adriana, is she on it as well? Do you know? 
Yeah, she's supposed to. So this, the day this podcast comes out uh, is the day that I think uh, Pia Sutaga, the Brazil coach, is going to release the Brazil squad at 3 p.m. Eastern, I think is what it is. So if you're listening to this and it's 3 p.m. Eastern, go take a look at their Twitter account to see it. Or if it's after, go check. But yeah, I'm expecting Marta. I'm expecting Adriana um, and probably just about the majority of the other Brazilians in the league. So <laughs> Bruninha will probably be going as well, the left back for Gotham. Uh, Julia Bianchi, maybe. She might be a little bit on the bubble uh, but, you know, with the midfielder with the Red Stars. Um, I'm sure there's some other Brazilians I'm forgetting. Uh, Dabinha, obviously. Caroline. Caroline, yes. Caroline will be going. So, yeah, I think, yeah, you can expect quite a few teams to be missing some pretty big names. Yeah, but, I mean, so I think they'll probably have a little bit more of their squad's still there, but I think it could be a really fun game. Um, like I said earlier, that was the Spirits' first loss was to them, but I think coming back home, refocusing, getting a little creative could be, could be a good game for the Spirit. You know what's weird about the Pride is that they have had kind of an interesting time recently. Um, I'm kind of, let, let me pull up their schedule because they they had that period where they were struggling and then they kind of found some solidity and they really capped it off um, in early, eh, kind of early mid-June, I would say, when they beat Portland Thorns three to one. Um, they were playing Portland at home, so it was in Orlando, but they beat them three to one. That was huge. That was like, okay, an announcement, right? That was, that was kind of a big thing for them. But then they lose to North Carolina right after that, three nothing. Then they lose to Kansas City two to one. So they've been kind of struggling a little bit. They also will have a game to play on Wednesday. They have a Challenge Cup game against Gotham um, on Wednesday where we don't have a challenge. We won't have a midweek game. And that game's at home for them, but then they have to travel to D.C. So this could be interesting. This could be an opportunity and kind of a very good introduction for some of the younger talent we were talking about to kind of say, okay, you have a... Orlando, who's probably not going to have a couple of their best players, still going to be dangerous. So you can't really just go in full bravado, but you can go in with the thought that you want to show some stuff. You know, you're going to have some opportunities, particularly in attack, I think, which is where we really want to see. You know, really want to see Douglas, Hatch, Solano, Coleman. Like, we want to see these players perform. And I think this will be a good chance to see that happen. So I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hoping it's the case because... It would be nice to, to kind of like turn around that loss and have a have a nice performance where you win comfortably a couple goals, you know. Let's just see some fun goals, I think, from the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Caveat is important. <laughs> Caveat, very important. <laughs> uh, and of course, we need to see every one of you there at the game. That's another thing we need to see. Facts. Don't run away because the, the, the international players are, aren't with the squad anymore. Trust me, the team will still be fun, still be a great environment. And I, I think now's the time where you can get really excited about some of the players that you didn't get an opportunity to watch. Um, so like this, this could, this, to me, I'm look, this will be a fun period. So I'm intrigued by this and I'm hoping that people come up, come out and show the exact same uh, amount of support because that is important. Uh, to support the team, whoever's on the pitch as well. So, you know, yeah, keep coming to Audi. Also, you don't want us to beat you up. Exactly. It's been a great environment. It's been a lot of fun to go to these games that are high, are getting like, you know, eight to 11,000 fans. 
The team really appreciates it. We love it. Uh, do it. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> well, I could, I could have. Yeah, you could have. You probably could a have. Threat, I, uh, I think that was I, the only ending that we missed. I was there. trying to think of a creative threat. And I mean, it doesn't have to be creative. You can just be direct <laughs> and just say you're going to stab people. You know, just whatever oh you got to say. Whatever your preferred method of violence is, go for it. I'll kick you guys in the shins. Okay. All right. It's going to hurt. You're not wearing strong little sister shin actually. pads. <laughs> I know. I'm an older sister too. I don't know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it time for Ghost Spirits? I think it might be. Oh, is it me? Uh, it's on me? Mm-hmm. All right. I thought we were going to do it together. This we is never do it together. I know, but I thought that like... Uh, <laughs> okay, let's try. you had been doing it on your own and I didn't realize it was uh, like uh, we were supposed to all join in. So I've just been letting you do it. But I've been trying. Uh, I've been trying. All right. We're counting. One, yeah. two, three. Go Spirits. I got you. <laughs> Gosh! Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. You can follow us on Twitter at Hey Spirits, and as always, go spirits.